Well, I can tell you, I'm, I'm really, I don't. I say this over and over again, but today I just feel like personally when I, when they started doing their set, I don't know what they're doing for their set. Tori doesn't ask me. None of the worship leaders ask me. So the Lord is, is speaking about reigning. And I want us to, to just have a perspective today. Uh, my message, I put it, I give it to Callie every week because I, well, I never used to title my messages. But just so we have something to put up, to post up for social media and, you know, YouTube and that stuff. So it says what we're talking about. Amen? That's good. So today, my title was, Jesus is King. Amen? Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit about, um, I'm going to talk about struggle. I'm going to talk about the wars that happen in heaven. I just want to open things up because how many know we struggle sometimes uh, to enter into the fullness of what God has for us? And sometimes, sometimes when we're actually... Let's just look at this for a second. When you're, when you're on the path to where you're supposed to be, sometimes the, the fight becomes a little more furious. And believe me, I don't love this thing. I don't like to war. I would rather sit and rest. Amen? And there's someone in the room that's already won the victory. Ha, that's not you. It's him. He's in the room. It's him. He's already in the room. And he rules and he reigns in every situation. And so I want you to just have this perspective because... The Bible says this, do not be unaware of the enemy's devices. It says, do not be ignorant, don't be foolish, and not understand your enemy. Now, if we can do a little theology on Satan today, I guess that's what's going to look like to start with, because I, w I really have to look at what my enemy looks like, why he does what he does, how many know the enemy's roaring around like, like a lion? He's not the lion, the lion of Judah. But the enemy does roar. He tries to, you know, stir up stuff. And I personally have to say, when you're onto something, when you're pressing past, and when you're starting to have breakthrough, the, he wants nothing more than to, to discourage you in what you're doing. He wants to try and stop you from stepping forward. And he wants to try and oppress you so you don't move ahead. So every person in this room, ready, every saint that's sitting in this room, you need to understand that the Lord reigns in all the earth. I'm not going to, Jesus will be the forefront of this because I have to, we're going to look at what the enemy does and what his scheme is, but I'm going to give you the key and the key is the blood of Jesus Christ. And we're actually going to end, this is going to kind of loop into the Great Commission next week in a few weeks, I, I believe. I, I won't call it a series because if I do, I'll fall away from it. Okay? But I believe that God wants to follow you with signs and wonders and miracles, but God's trying to pull us into a place where we understand the working of the enemy, not so that I focus on devils, it's so I focus on Jesus' victory. Hello. And so if this, if this messes with your theology today, search it out, ask the Lord. I'm, I'm just going to say some things, and I tried to just stay in the Bible. <laughs> Amen? I just want to stay in the Bible. And if, if we just stay there and we just begin to look at Scripture and how Scripture unfolds what the enemy looks like and what Jesus did, already did. Everyone say, already did. He already did. It's already done. You're in complete victory. It may not look like it. So we don't get it ready. So when you're getting attacked physically, when you're getting attacked mentally, when you're getting attacked in any way, ready? Because he seeks to rob kill and destroy but the lord said i have come that you might have life and that's all you need you don't even need abundant life if you just have life but he upgrades it he says i give you abundant life on top of that so i just want us to really step into a couple things and and i'm gonna uh i'm just gonna move into this so that that we just get a grasp because i had i had to go back and look at some things for myself why because it seems like after we, and I'll just say this, after the baptisms, we had, we had baptized 190 people, right? I said this, 190 in two days, and praise you, all you double dippers. 
All right, but I'm telling you, I could tell there was people that had issues in inside with even getting baptized again. What do I do? This is biblical. You know, all kinds of things going on that's thwarting what the enemy wants to do, right? And so many people had deep, deep things happen to them that I, I, I can tell you it's, it's, it's incredible. Deep things. Was there so many physical healings? I don't know. I don't know. No one's reported back. But I know that the deep things of God were taking place in the, in the baptismal pool. Why? I don't know. There's my answer, my theological answer to you. I don't know because he chooses to do things in the baptismal water. Because he's God and I'm not. And you're not. And so that's exciting because he can do anything he wants, whatever, whenever he wants, however he wants to do it. And just say, give him permission. Oh, I'm, I'm serious because this, this continually comes as a stumbling block to the church. That when it doesn't look like, uh, I, I don't understand it. Why would he use that? Why would? Because he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And I don't care how much biblical training. I have my, my BA in Bible. And I, I'm thankful for my heritage. I, I, I'm thankful for it and what God during that time. But I'm telling you, God can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, however. Look at your neighbor and say, However. Yeah, come on. And so I just want to encourage you. Ready? However. However, whatever. Let it come, Jesus. So I just want to start us off because I want us to see who the enemy is. Ready? He, how many know that Genesis, when the fall came, that wasn't the first rebellion? Crickets. Whoa. It's not the first, it was not the first sin. It was the original sin of man, but it was not the first sin. Okay? There was already sin happening and an upheaval and a rebellion in heaven before man ever was created on the earth. And I'll tell you right now, the enemy got more than ticked off when God created you and I in his image and his likeness to take dominion. So if we understand some things about the Holy Spirit being inside of us and God's breath being loosed on us so that we would take dominion in all the earth, and it doesn't look like this, ready? The dominion in all the earth and the new heavens and the new earth is coming. It's, we have dominion now, but not fullness yet. Okay? And so there's, should I smile? Because that <laughs> I should. Okay, I'm just going to read a few verses. Go, uh, you can follow me or you can take notes. You should take notes. You should at least put the scriptures down and look at them later, okay? Because there's, I'm going to jump through some things. And I just want us to understand the enemy needs to be identified, not focused on, but identified for who he is. He's no good. His, his, <laughs> listen, his, it's already written where he's going and what that looks like. And it's, and it's not going to be with us. Ha <laughs> ha. Right? It's not going to be with you and I ruling and reigning on the earth. It's just not. So I'm, I'm going to encourage you. Ready? And it, and it speaks of this. Ready? In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 uh, through 17. And it's right here. It says, oh, how, how, you are, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down from the ground. You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the, con of the congregation, on the farthest side of the north. Now, let me just stop here for a second, because if we talk about what was happening in heaven, there was, all, there was already, ready? There was more than the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There was angels, there was councils. I don't, know, I don't have time to unpack all that, but there, there was councils in the heavens where God lived and, and ruled, and it all flowed from the mountain of God. Okay, so what he wanted to do, one of the top three archangels, Lucifer, wanted to take, it says here, he wanted to take throne. He wanted to set himself up 
higher than God. So pride. Exalting oneself. Why did Jesus say, you must go low? You must come as a servant. Because it's the very opposite of what the enemy does. The enemy wants to exalt himself. The enemy wants to, love doesn't puff up. But he wanted to exalt himself. And he wanted to ascend to heaven, right? So it says, and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He knew he was in trouble. He wasn't going to be the most high. He was going to try and be like the most high. He was going to try and move all the nations and, and, and trying to bring, and you'll see in a minute, in Ezekiel 28, you can put your thumb there and get ready. But the, the reality is he was going to try and sweep. He was, he was a politician. No, really, because the word, the word in Ezekiel 28 speaks of trading. And when we talk about trading, tra and it's mentioned twice, that because of his trades, because of how he traded, and, and the king of Tyre is a picture of the enemy. It's a picture of Lucifer. It's a picture of the satanic rule and reign that, that came so that he would trade. Be careful. I'll keep going. Hold on. Then it says this. You, the prophet says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, the lowest depths of the pit. Hallelujah. And those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man that, ma that made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners? And so here, so here we go. I just want you to see, this was Satan's plan all along, ready, that he was going to rebel. And rebellion is what? As the sin of witchcraft. So we wonder why we have mind stuff going on all the time when it's really straight from the pit of hell. Witchcraft comes from the pit of hell. It tries to control your thinking. It tries to control your emotions. It tries to control your physical body. And so I just want, ready, we're just going to be aware. I'm not just, hello, you're not afraid because Jesus Christ in you is way bigger. But the enemy is, has, a, has a mission and he's trying to bust stuff up. And I'm telling you right now, there's healing, there's miracles in the room. If we grab heaven and see it says that he was the shining one. He, he was actually, and I'm going to show you, ready, just go to 28, Ezekiel 28. I'm going to show you. Because here it was. It shows him. He's the one that had stones. He had gemstones. And he actually went in and out of the presence. It, he, the Bible actually depicts that he went in and out of God. Really, into the, in and out of the heart of God. And I've, I've spoken about some of this before. But there's, there's, a, there's a, something that we need to understand and know. That he himself knew. He was the, he was the one that made the sounds and, and release the sounds in heaven. Why do you think there's such an attack on the sound in the earth and music and all the stuff that's surrounded by the sound and the vibrations in the earth? It's because it's satanic in nature, but God's called it. It's been redeemed. Amen? And God is redeeming uh, even the sound that's going on in the earth. We have pockets of where you hear this incredible worship music and God's releasing a sound in just even, even secular music that, listen, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to use people in this place to make a sound in the earth that shakes the heavens and the earth. Amen? And so I, I truly believe this. So it says, it says in verse, um, where am I? 28 and 13. It says, you were the seed of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were needed in the garden of God. Oh, what? That means he existed already. Now, I just want you to say, we think of Eden as a geographical place. Can I tell you, it probably was not a geographical place. It was probably on this mountain of God. It was probably in the heavenly places. So I don't believe for a minute, I believe that's why they had to be sent out and angels whoosh, closed the door. And now we can't step into that anymore. Of course, by the blood of Jesus, we've, the veil's been torn and we can step in now. But that's what happened at the, at the original sin of man. Are you hearing me? Are we learning something? Good. And the whole idea is this, is that the enemy wanted to come in and look, he's beautiful, he's the shining one, he's, everything about him looked great. And honestly, I've had certain, certain situations when I've been in the spirit and I've seen the enemy for himself and he's, he wants to steal a generation. 
but he won't win. Can I tell you the good news? He won't win. He wants to steal the hearts and the minds of men, but he will not win, right? There's something that the Lord is trying to do in the earth through his people, and that's bringing us into a reality that we live from this place that got shut down to us. So he was in Eden at the beginning. He was the, he was the bright and shining one. Actually, he was, he, the Lord, he had favor because he was on the top three archangels. Come on. Come on, there's a hierarchy in heaven. There's a hierarchy in hell. The church needs to get organized. Yeah. Not so that we have, you know, the, us lording over this, that, the other one. We'll get into this with the Great Commission in weeks ahead. But I truly believe that there's something that the Lord wants to show us in the fact that when Satan came, he came in as the angel. Why does he come as an angel of light? He's trying to distract you from the purposes of God. He's trying to move you away from the true prophetic into something weird. He's trying to move you out and, and deceive. Listen, my family was steeped in New Age teaching and got pulled in by the enemy into psychic readings and astral projection and all this stuff. That's why I can see. That's why I can see. I inherited it. <laughs> you hear me? That's why I can see things by the Spirit. That's why I can hear things by the Spirit. I feel the sense, the glory of God coming in here. So just get ready for what the Lord wants to do. There's, there's a place where the Lord wants us to step into, and it's, it's coming into this understanding, not so that I, I can focus on the devil. I'm not going to focus on the devil. I'm going to be aware of what's happening, and I'm going to go against it, and I'm going to cover the whole place with the blood of Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live from this place where I live in the intimacy and the power of God, and, and the, the closer I come to the Lord, the less the other things, the less the locusts come to eat my stuff and your stuff. So it says here, it says, down further, uh, verse 13, it says, The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. So God created him to release a sound. And so I'm going to ask you today, what sound are you hearing? What sound are you attracted to? What sound do you gravitate to? What are the things? And then we... Then I'm just going to jump through a couple of these things. You were on the holy mountain of God. This is verse 14. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. So he was there in the presence of the Lord. He was there in the presence of God. He was living and moving in and out of the presence of God and, and releasing the sounds that would actually probably dictated what was happening in heaven. I'm telling you, it wasn't just a couple of angels with harps. It's this sound that's released in heavenly places that God is releasing on the earth right now. I believe that. I believe, he, I believe it. We won't even get the fullness of it till we get to step into heavenly places and, and, the, and the new creation comes and then we'll see the fullness when we're reigning over the earth. We'll see it then. But we're trying to enter into a, a token of that now. And so your life is to look like that, a token of worship on the earth, a token of a sound of praise to God. Because that is what he tries to shut down in everyone. He wants to shut our mouths so that we don't praise the king. He's trying to quiet us down so that we don't know and we don't declare his reigning and ruling power over the earth. And then it goes into verse 16. It says this, by the abundance of your trading, basically speaking of influence, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore, I, I, therefore I cast you as, prof, as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. So he got thrown to the earth. He got thrown and, and was obviously dwelling in Eden still, right? In the midst of the fiery stones. And then he said this, your, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. So pride, your, your, uh, you corrupted your wisdom. 
for the sake of your splendor, and I cast you to the ground and laid you before the kings, before kings. And I, I truly believe that he cast him down, and this is what all of heaven watched. Jesus himself, because we're going to reference it a little later. But Jesus himself saw Satan cast to the ground. Come on, you got to stay awake for this. If it's warm, slap yourself, slap your neighbor, do something. It's hot up here. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to get this so that we can walk in true victory, full victory. And nothing, nothing, the Bible says that nothing by shall, shall any means harm you. Nothing. I don't think he was saying maybe some things. I think when it said it in the Greek, he meant it in the Greek, nothing. I didn't look it up. I'm just probably telling you that's what it's probably said. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter the cloud that you seem like you feel like you're in. God's going to break it before the end of the night. Amen. I believe that Jesus came to rule and reign in this place and snap things off of us because what happens is our emotions get involved and we get sucked in to a satanic lullaby that moves us to shut our spiritual life down and it causes us to get stuck and not move ahead. Okay. Okay, verse 18 again, it said this. He said, you deviled, defiled your sanctuaries by the multitudes of your iniquities. So he was, he was wreaking havoc in the heavenly places, right? By the iniquity of your trading. Here we go, trading again. Now let me just stop here for a second. And I believe this is, this is true. What we find most, if the Lord becomes the most valuable thing, there is nothing you will trade. Are you hearing me? As Jesus becomes king because we say oh jesus is king well what does that mean that means that he's ruling and he's reigning every part of your life not just the parts that you think are okay it's every part of our lives it goes back to continual surrender before the lord and I, we have to ask the lord god what do, what does that look like for me where am i where am i falling short in that and not it doesn't bring it shouldn't bring condemnation it brings an an acknowledgement god i don't want to trade with any other thing I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade with money. I don't want to trade with lust. I don't want to trade with anything that gets in the way. I don't want to trade with any of those things that will deter me from my God-given destiny. I don't want to deter. I don't want to settle for something because it looks better and it's packaged better. Come on. Oh, you don't have to get that excited. What are you trading with? Because if, if our minds are constantly on these things, then that's who you're trading with. Even discouraging thoughts, we trade with discouraging thoughts. Because there's an exchange. Hello? You okay? Okay, it's good. I can't see most of your eyes. Holy Spirit wants us to be trading with him because in him is life and life more abundant. In him, I don't trade with addiction. I trade with life. In him, I don't trade with, yeah, nicotine, whatever it is. Alcohol, I don't trade with any of those things. I trade with the Lord, and the Lord is the fullness of life that I just, I just step into, and I, I lavish my heart towards him because of his beauty and his holiness. I just begin to reflect and, and disperse that into the earth instead of trading with him. And so I say that when I, I was talking about all the baptisms, all the things that were happening, I noticed an onslaught of crazy stuff. And we prayed about it already. But then even after we prayed about it, I got whacked physically. Yeah, weird stuff. I don't need to go into the details. The truth is the Holy Spirit is looking and saying, what are you going to do? Because I have this magnificent adventure. And if you start focusing on all the enemies hitting, all the enemies trying to strike, no, no. I'm telling you, God is trying to do something, and he's calling you to come in deeper, and he's calling you to drill down in the waters, and he's calling you to look to heaven. And I'm telling you, there is, there is a fire that's coming from heaven, and it's not going to leave. It's going to stay. The burning one, the burning man will be in here, and he'll be staying and, and abiding not visiting. We're there. 
as a leader, as the leadership, as the core group, we have to make a decision. Do I get discouraged? Do I get settled in? Do I just, you know, get... Because we can get all kinds of weird in our heads, and we have to deal with our emotions. I'm telling you, you say, well, what about our emotions? I'm telling you it's our emotions that drive how we feel. So when you don't feel something, you don't respond to the Lord. I'm telling you it's, it's a... I was going to say it. I won't say it. But it's almost sinful. I know you say, well, I don't have control of my emotions. No, you do. You do. You have to tell yourself, I will praise the Lord. I will believe. I will. Listen, if my wife has to, <laughs> I'm going to say it. She had to pull me up. I had 12 hours this week. I'll just confess before you all. I had 12 hours this week that I was like, I'm good. I'll tap out. No, seriously. That's just where I was. And listen, here's the, here's the deal. I didn't choose to pastor this church. You're like, wow, you're here. You've been here from the beginning. <laughs> it was an experiment. <laughs> I promise you. No, I promise you. We did a seven-month experiment, and then we decided we were going to plant the church. We were going to go ahead and find a place and move here. Yeah, hallelujah. But so I say that to say, if, if, if it wasn't me, then it was the Lord. See, he's good about that stuff with me. He just, he's got to keep me in a place where I, I can, I get, like, I need him so much. You know? I need him so much. And he wants you to want him more and need him more than you need your other stuff. He wants you to want him more and trade with him more than you need the other stuff. I, I, I'm asking the Lord. Like, I have a gift of faith when I'm up here sometimes. But I tell you, sometimes, and I haven't gotten whacked in a long time. I'm not giving the enemy glory. I'm telling you, I haven't got whacked. I've been whacked. It's like, it's like Joe, Joe Costa, the first time I met him. He had a, you know, Federa and long coat. I'm like, who is this guy, mafia? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the prophetic mafia. The reality was... I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting to whack the enemy. Just let him. Just get out of the way and allow him to whack the enemy. So I just want to touch a couple things, and, and I, think, I think, Daniel, I'm ready. I'm just going to give a, I'm just going to give a, a prelogue, prologue for this, and I want you to just see, see, I pulled this from the Passion of the Christ, but there's something that I want you to see. It's going to be three minutes, I'll, and I'll, get, I'll just jump back up here. But I want you to realize the enemy has been defeated. And this was shown, actually this was in two parts of the Passion of the Christ. Okay? It started the movie like this. But there's something we, gotta, we really need to acknowledge, so go ahead.
money back. We should cheer about that. That's that's what you wanted. Getting the point. See, I feel like I feel like the Lord wants us to step into something brand new today, and that is understanding our authority and dominion as believers, because Jesus did it. I just want you to see, there's a couple things that I want you to, to reflect on just in that. First of all, he said, never, never, no one can do it. And Jesus was enough. Jesus was enough. And here's, here's, here's what I want to show you. In John, in, uh, excuse me, Genesis chapter 1, why did he use Jesus the man to crush the head of the enemy? Because in Genesis 1, and I mentioned this earlier, earlier before, that the Lord created us in his image and his likeness and gave us what? Dominion over all, all, all the animals, all the things of the earth. Gave us dominion. That's before the fall. Amen? So here's what, here's what the enemy saw. He's in Eden. He knows already the plans that, ha that the Lord has, and he sees God create man, literally form man out of the dust, like uh, almost like, like the potter, like begins to fashion and form a man in God's image and likeness, which the enemy wanted God's image and likeness. Are you hearing me? No, this is good. This is good. This is gonna this is gonna set people free today. Because there's a reality that the Lord wants us to see in the fact that He made Him, made you and I in the image of God. And then Jesus came out of all of his glory, the Son of God, out of all of his glory, came in, came into humanity. And began to walk out salvation, walk out giving his life, walk out giving everything that, so that we would have everything. The enemy, Satan, Lucifer, the bright and shining one, however we want to refer to him, he was defeated at, really at that point when he crushed his head. It was because of the intercession of Jesus and the, and the blood that he spilled even before he went to the cross. Because you knew the cross was coming. He had to deal with all the suffering. And, and I loved, actually, the part of this movie where they, they, he begins to question, who is your father? Who are you? What is your mission? He didn't say that. 
But the reality is God has given everyone in this room an identity in Jesus Christ that we would walk in complete victory, not just a little, not just, you know, I, I, I live in high and then I go to a low. No, he wants you to live in a place of complete victory and stay there. This life of up and down hills, God is eradicating in the church. I promise you, for those who want to step into it, and so he created us in his image and his likeness so that we would take dominion. Yes, we lost it through Adam, but through the second Adam, we, re we regained everything. No, not just a little bit, everything. And because of his death, and let me talk about the, the baptism again. What happens in baptism? Here's a sign that the old man is dead. It's death to the old and absolute Brand new resurrection life to the new. So it's a sign of what God is doing. It's even that Ezekiel uh, 37, the dry bones, the life in the, the God calling back life into an army. And I say this to you to, to encourage you today because the reality is that the Holy Spirit is trying to get the church to die so that we can really live. He's called us to take our cross and to set down everything that separates us from the love of God. And I know nothing does separate us, but we do. We always put things up that we start trading with, the trading again. We start to, you know, there's, there's I say politics because there's always that, that, that comment or that thought that justifies what I'm doing or how I'm behaving. And, I, and it should never be behavioral based, really, because it's all done. But it's, we, we justify what's happening. We even spiritualize things so that we can make an excuse for why we're not living out the true calling that we're supposed to be living in. And so there's something that the Lord wants to take care of. Listen, when we, when we come as the people of God and become completely surrendered, given over, uh, abandoned to the Lord, things begin to shift and change. So I, I oh man. I'm going to Luke chapter 4 quick, and then I'll go to Luke chapter 10, and then I'll shut it down. Because I want you to just see, even at the temptation of Christ, ready? When Jesus was tempted in the desert, remember this, he get baptized, uh oh, there's baptism again, came up, it's just a sign, really, for Jesus, it's, a, it's something that he had to do. That the Holy Spirit was already in him. He was a sinless man. He was doing it according to righteousness, right? And John the Baptist baptizes him, and he goes directly into the, into the wilderness. This is what we have to see. Sometimes the wilderness is where God wants to form us. He wants to form our identity in the wilderness, but he wants us to make the right choice. Amen? He wants us to make the right choices so that we can walk out of there in the spirit and power. Amen? So we see this. It says that, that he's offering bread, right, at the end of his 40-day fast. He's offering bread. He said, I can make these, you know, you can make these stones bread. Just do it. You know, the devil knew. And then he says, the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Talk about being in the spirit. And then he says, and the devil said to him, all this authority I give you. Uh-oh. And their glory. For this has been delivered to me. And I give it to you, to whomever I wish. The truth of the matter is he has authority. He has a realm it says that the Bible says that the God of this age, the God of this age, ready, brings things and distorts things in the minds of the unbelievers. Or, I'll put it this way, in any place we unbelieve, where we don't believe God. So we go through that. Jesus comes to the temple. He just begins to declare, the Spirit of the Lord, Luke 4, 18. 
is upon me because I've come to preach the gospel, to set the captive free, all that stuff. That was his mission. Now he's stepping out of the wilderness in power and he's moving into the synagogue immediately annoying people. Religious people mostly. Right? And so Luke chapter 10, I'm just going to land it here. Ten and seventeen says this, and the seventy returned with joy, saying, "Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name." And he said to them, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all, everyone say all, all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this." that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in, in, in heaven. And I'm telling you guys, tonight is a night where the Lord is saying, listen, here's the, here's the bar. The bar is you live in this place of complete victory. No questions asked. Discouragement has no place. Depression has no place. Sickness has no place. I don't care what our physical eyes see. We will pray for miracles. We will pray for the sick until they recover. Not waiting for, but it will happen. Not if, but when. And your mental stuff, when. I'm just saying this because the church is struggling with all these things. And the reality is God wants to bring us into a, a, a life that is without, without limitations in the spiritual realm. And so I, I, I say this to you because, listen, the enemy has been trying to rattle people's cages. But Jesus said he has no place in me. Why? Because Jesus was the Son of Man. He was the Son of Man. He was the holy one. He was the perfect man that came into the earth and had complete victory over every sin that came. Every sickness that came. I said I was going to stop. I'm not yet. I'm just going I'm, I'm to give us a, a taste for where we're going next week, and then I'll shut it down. Because Mark 16 and verse 17 says, These signs shall follow those who believe. Remember that. Remember that. He said to them, go preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 17 says, these signs shall follow those who believe. It is not a question of whether they will happen. It's a question of will we grab hold of it. Ready? Because the signs authentic authenticate and they, they release a verdict in a courtroom. Signs. That's what it means. Ready? It also means a signature. It's applied to an authentic document, a seal, a sign. It's like a signet ring. These signs shall follow. These signs, it marks a location. Ready? When signs start happening, people learn where, where they're at. When you come to a stop sign, you know you're supposed to stop. When you come to a sign that says revival's here, you know where to stop. When you, when you come to a sign saying glory, power, anointing, you want to be in that place. When you see a sign that says the, the sick are being healed here, that's what Jesus' life did so that the, every believer could live in this. So I'm telling us today, ready? Follow. It follows. Signs follow. Signs follow. Why? Because of this victory that you saw today. Because he, he came, he emerged, and he crushed the head of the serpent. He said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Nothing by any means. And you say, well, I live in this physical body. Stop thinking that way. I don't care. Things cause us to stumble because we've learned the wrong things. <laughs> they follow. They come alongside. They come to close proximity. They come tirelessly. Actually, the word means it tire, tirelessly accompanies you. That means that you can't, uh, every believer, why, why, wait, because why are we not all in, in this room seeing the sick healed, 
Devils come out. <laughs> Why? The next word. Those who believe. What we see on, on the media here, what I've read to you today, do you believe that the enemy is real? Do you believe that Jesus is greater? He is king. Jesus is king over everything that the enemy could ever do. You should believe that. If not, we'll pray for you. Pray for you anyway. There's something that the Lord wants the church to grab hold of. And I know you've, we've been taught. We've got, we had the 90s that taught us out of our trees. But somewhere along the line, supernatural faith is going to hit your spirit, man, so that those things will follow you. The signs of the kingdom will follow you. Everyone in this room, it, listen. He called us to preach the gospel. To release the kingdom. That doesn't just mean me. It means everywhere you have, where you have influence. It means that God is trying to pull us into a place where we will walk in the integrity of the gospel and release the kingdom in power. He has no dominion. Satan has no dominion. Tori, I need you. Those who believe, I want to just hit the brakes there, pump the brakes. We'll, we'll go in the next week, but I, I'm really, it, it's a thing that we need to ask the Lord about, right? When it says, those who believe, it's, it's meaning that these signs follow those who are constantly in pursuit of them. Constantly in pursuit of believing faith and walking in faith. It describes an, aggressive, an aggressiveness in the spirit to see the miraculous manifested. It's to press in or to lean into releasing faith for the supernatural. God's given everyone in this room authority. Authority. Dominion is your portion. Signs and wonders are for those who are constantly believing. <laughs> That's really what the word means. Believing. Those who believe. It's a constant belief. It's not striving. It's like whenever, whenever you're in a spot where you get an opportunity to pray for someone, you do it. Whenever you get a, a chance to, to bask in the glory and allow the Holy Spirit to come minister to you, it can be here, it can be a prayer, it can be at home. Are you believing God to just come and show up and totally eradicate you? Just mess your life up. He wants to. But my question I'm asking you today, where are we trading? Where are we allowing the enemy to, to like coerce us to think differently than what the gospel says? What the Lord is saying to us how he has already provided all these things for every one of us. Look at your hands. Look at them. Speak to your hands. Say, you will heal. You will raise the dead. You will cast out devils. And it doesn't need to be ugly and people throwing up on the floor. No, I believe that. I believe that you, it says that the, in the Bible, it says that the, when the, the kingdom of God that was there, that Jesus cast out devil by the finger of God. Oh. 
That's all good. I pray in tongues. Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? You have authority. I can't make excuses for what happens overseas and I don't see it here. Because I don't have a theology for it. It only works in the Philippines or in India or in Africa or in South America. You've got authority. God's given you authority. Stand with me, come on. going to encourage you today. If you're in a place where you're saying, God, I, I feel like there's things that I need to leave and lose, and I've been under a, a, an onslaught, I want you to come forward. Don't stay back. I want you to come forward and get prayer. This is not so, because you need prayer. Yeah. We're going to just believe together. We're two or more agree. Boom. Done. That's all we're going to do. If there's, there's people in the room that say, I want more, I'm asking the Lord, I want, I want to be those that believe, that signs begin to follow, that I, I want to see my authority in my own life over the things that have controlled me, but also the things that control people around me. I want to see it broken. I want to see it. I, I want to walk in freedom in that. Then you come. That should be everyone in the room, honestly. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer to that. I'll call myself. Because <laughs> I'm here with you. Come up forward. Come on, because you can't fit 10 people behind you. Come up, come up. Don't be afraid. I don't bite. At least right now, I don't. I want us to just have faith right now, because I believe the Lord wants to down, really download faith to us wants to release the power of God, wants to release something in your life. So what I'm believing for is God to release something supernaturally. Yeah, I might lay hands on a couple of people, but the reality is he wants to release such authority. So Father, we thank you. We lift our hands today. God, we thank you.